Welcome in, everybody. It's Load the Box on January 30th, 2023. The Vikings offseason is in full swing, two weeks removed from the wild card loss to the Giants. So, Jordan, tonight we're going to be talking a lot about what is going to be sort of required, at least from our perspective, of this front office and coaching staff looking into 2023 and, you know, the upcoming offseason and, of course, then season. Um, there's a bunch of needs. Um, you could, it was very obvious that the team that finished first in the NFC North but lost in the first round of the playoffs has a lot of holes um, and a lot of things that need to be fixed. So we're going to put on our GM hats and do the best we can to see what we can address on our end. Um, how does that sound? Yeah. It sounds absolutely amazing. I put on the one why so I own a UC beanie, but I don't think I own any like ball caps for college teams, but I decided to go with the Notre Dame beanie. Um, bought it whenever I went out to a Notre Dame game a couple years ago and it was a whole lot of fun. And so, yeah, it's it's draft season. It's off-season season and I said it last week and it's going to be a thing in every show for the until after the draft. This is when Super Bowls are a one uh, in the off season, you win them in the off season by you know signing key free agents and and having a good draft. So um, I think that a lot of what we're going to talk about is going to be uh, it goes hand in hand. You know you can already see I'm, I'm not revealing anything. You can see the top five things that we've laid out for the Vikings to do this off season. I think every one of them except for number two involved the draft and free agency heavily. And so, I mean, let's jump right into it. Number five is a running back overhaul. Um, I want to ask you this question and kind of put you on the spot. I mean, is there any interest from you to bring back? I think I think we're in agreement about Dalvin Cook not being a Viking. Is there any interest to bring back Madison? Maybe if he takes something a little team friendly, or do you think it's time to just go young, fresh, all the way across? So, I mean, I think two things. First, addressing Dalvin Cook. I think, you know, if I was the general manager, I would probably move on just because I think we've talked about expensive. He's declining. Um, although he was healthy all of this season, he's got an injury history, all those things. Um, but if for whatever reason, if he was willing to take a massive pay cut, I got no issue to keep him around. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's been with the, he's been with the franchise for so long and he was a captain this year. Um, he clearly impacts that locker room in a positive way. So I highly doubt it though. Um, because when it comes down to him, he's making too much money to, to justify for a running back, um, in the current NFL on the Alexander Madison side, I would definitely consider it. Um, at times when he has shown, or when he has been the, you know, starting running back for the Vikings in the last few years, when Cook goes out with injury, he's shown to be very productive um, and very much, you know, he, he's a satisfactory running back in the NFL today. He's not going to knock your socks off, but at the same time, he's productive. He's pretty explosive. This season, I saw a lot more straight, straight line downhill power from him which I really appreciated because I think it provided a different sort of compliment to Dalvin Cook's sort of shifty finesse running where, you know, Alexander Madison was a little bit more aggressive. Um, all that being said, if he's able and willing to take sort of a cheap team-friendly deal for a few million a year or something, um, I would definitely consider it. I, 
I contributed to a piece on vikingsterritory.com a couple weeks ago where we talked about what the running back room should look like. And my take on it was, you know, get rid of the cook contract and sign either, you know, I think I had three names, Boston Scott, um, Samaji Pirine, and, and or Alexander Madison. One of those three to sort of be the veteran ahead of Ty Chandler or alongside Ty Chandler. So that's kind of how I see it. I'm okay with Madison coming back. Um, sometimes though, it's good to just get some fresh new faces. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, so the question is, because, I mean, he's probably going to get 2 or $3 million on the free agency market. So do you think you can use that 2 or $3 million somewhere else? Oh, really, you know, because you're going to draft somebody to replace him. So, like, maybe it's closer to, like, one and a half to, to $2 million or $2.5 million to, like, it, can you use that money elsewhere, maybe on the defensive side of the ball? And I just think you can. Madison has looked good, but I don't think him or Cook really fit the mold of what you – I don't want to say a modern NFL running back, but, like, it, I'm envious of these teams that are – like San Francisco that are lining the running back up in the slot, like like New Orleans with Alvin Kamara or San Francisco with, with Christian McCaffrey. And so I think the Vikings – I think that there are some value names in the draft that they can get – maybe early day three, late day two, that can provide a similar uh, value as to what Alvin Kamara brings to the Saints for significantly cheaper than what Alex Madison, uh, especially Dalvin Cook, is going to be able to do. So I'm more on the team of, like, cleanse it out. Let, you know, just, just let him go. Let Alex Madison go wherever he's going to go. And... I, ho- I wish him nothing but the best. I have nothing against Alex Madison. I just think that, you know, I think that we can find that production in the draft. And so I'm team. Let's just let Ty Chandler be the starter and let a rookie be his backup. Do you think so? Not being yourself here or, you know, what the fans would do, but from if you were actually, you know, the Vikings with, you know, their five draft picks that they have, do you think they will actually take a running back in the draft? I do. I do. I, I, so this is kind of a spoiler because I, I don't know when we're going to get into mock drafts and everything, but I mean, that day is coming very quickly and I'm already doing them on the side. Um, I, I think that the Vikings are going to trade down to get my day two and day three picks. And I think that you could see the Vikings move back pretty frequently and really do a lot of moving around with their picks and maybe even trading to get more picks this year with picks for next year and kind of just doing that over and over again almost like the anti-spielman where spielman would constantly be collecting picks for the next year's draft you might see quasi be aggressive with those picks for this draft to build a team for this upcoming 2023 season so i i do think that running back is on the table for the vikings in the draft but i the vikings fans need to get this B. John Robinson fantasy out of their heads. I don't think he'll be there at 23 or 24. And I don't think the Vikings should take a running back in the first round. It's just like not that. I don't think Jim, I don't think we are a B. John Robinson away from winning the Super Bowl. And so, like, I don't see the value in that selection at all. So I, I think that it could happen, but it's going to be a like a Dalvin Cook, you know, day two, day three type of thing. Well, then to that point, you know, you mentioned the future, right? You mentioned does Quazy spend his draft picks this year or does he, you know, sell them for future value? Um, 
like you were saying, Rick Spielman might. And that totally pertains to the next point on our list if we're going up is the QB future. Um, If you've been anywhere near Vikings Twitter in the last two weeks, you will know that Kirk Cousins' future has been discussed at nauseum every day, all day, trade, cut, <laughs> I mean, what else is new? This is it's it's a yearly tradition. It's like <laughs> Vikings fans watch these pl- playoff quarterbacks, and we say, "Man, Kirk Cousins doesn't look like that early because there isn't like a Tom Brady in the in the playoffs right now, right?" I mean, you look at the quarterbacks that are in there. The most Cousins esque is Brock Purdy, and he was the last pick of the draft. So it's like, I, I get where Vikings fans are coming from. I see the frustration that some of them have. <laughs> Yeah, so it's the inevitable conversation, right? And so <clears throat> kind of our take on it, and we, we, we have sort of, I think, a little bit of differing opinions on this, but there's maybe a couple different options, right? You know, if you really wanted to be, you know, clickbait, you could say the Vikings are going to um, go get Tom Brady and trade Kirk Cousins. I don't think that's happening. I don't think you think that's happening. So we're not going to nope. spend too much time on the whole Tom Brady rumors and uh, just – fanfare that is being spewed on on the social medias um the couple different options that we're looking at are either extend Kirk cousins for a short-term contract we're not talking a five six-year deal or anything like that um or draft or trade for a young quarterback um to sort of be the quarterback of the future to actually sort of build something for the future and it's it pertains to that idea of whether or not quasi and kevin and company feel like now is the time to sort of retool and go for it. Or if they think, all right, let's, let's take a, a punch in the gut for maybe a year or two with maybe a less productive quarterback for now, but will be better in the future. So Jordan, I know you've done a lot of thought on this, a lot of research on this. What are your thoughts sort of on the Vikings quarterback future, what they should do and what they will do? So what they will do is extend Kirk Cousins one more year. I I, will, I don't see a world in which Kirk, I like I, I keep wanting to like take this very anti Cousins stance, and I can't after the season he had. But like what came to mind when planning this little this little spiel, if you will, was like you know I don't see any way out of this Kirk Cousins hellscape that the Vikings have put me in. But it hasn't been like we won 13 games. He ha- he le- he looked amazing this season. He looked really good this season. I don't want to say like yeah. amazing, but he he looked really good this season. And so yeah. I think that there are and and this is this is the one that I had the most trouble condensing into like a bite-sized bit. So bear with me if I ramble, but there's three options the Vikings have if they want to get rid of Cousins. And I'm going to give you like the the NFL comp. So there's the Pat Mahomes, which is the Vikings made the playoffs. They lost in the wild card round. You package some first round picks. You move up into the top 10. You take a quarterback. I don't know if there's one in this draft that has, you know, incredibly high upside, but everyone's kind of low on because he, you know, they didn't love his scheme in college or they think he's too raw. That's a joke because Anthony Richardson is exactly that. So maybe the Vikings make a power play and they move up and they draft him and Cousins is the starter in 2023, but then it's Richardson's team in, in 24. The second option would be like, Russell Wilson, I think, which is kind of like the take a guy on day two. Maybe he impresses you in camp. You, you see something, you know, you like his leadership. You like his, his ceiling. Obviously the flow is going to be lower. And so, you know, it's, it's less risky because you don't expect as much out of a third round pick, 
But if you can get a guy, if you hit on it, then hey, you hit on a quarterback. And then there's the Bach Pouty, which is you. Oh, I think the actual better one is the Nate Stanley, which is you take a guy in the seventh round and he flames out in like a year, and you know he walks for UPS. You're back to square one. Yeah, and you're back to square one. So I think realistically, the Vikings will extend Cousins. Uh, I would like to see them, and I've I'm latching I'm latching my name to it. Drum roll, please. The Jordan Hawthorne quarterback that i want the vikings to take this season uh it's jaron hall uh he replaced zach wilson at byu he's not oh no 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 hang on hang on don't he's get me not... started with these byu quarterbacks so again. he's different though <laughs> and he though like the similarities at zach wilson yeah i'll do like a whole bite down at some point on quarterback so i won't go into it too much but like i think he's gonna be there in the second round maybe even the third round i think you can take him he has all the traits that you want physically he's a great leader he did like a year mission or a two-year mission um before entering college like he's just he's a stand-up guy he's a great leader you don't have to worry about him you know like getting elected for drunk and disorderly like stetson bennett so i i just think that he's a solid pick that they could take in this late second round trade up and then let him sit behind Coke for a year or maybe two. And then maybe you move on to him. And if he's bad, then whatever. It was a second round pick. It was a third round pick whenever you took him. So that's what I want to see him do is take some, somebody I, I would like to say in round two, I want to see him move up into round two and get a guy. So um, that's kind of my opinion on it, but they do. I, it's yeah. time. Like it's time to get somebody in the building. Coke is not getting younger. He is actually doing the opposite. No. And he is getting older, so so you know you have to you have to pull that yeah. trigger at some point. Yeah, and and Cousins has definitely he's continued to play well. I mean, obviously you know more interceptions this year, passer rating down a little bit, whatever. Um, more wins, production in terms of wins and clutch plays and winning plays surpassed years past. And I think yes. I don't think anybody can can contend with that unless all you focus on is the fourth and eight play. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, he's getting, he's continuing to play well, but like you said, at a certain point, all of these guys will gradually fall off. Um, with Peyton Manning, it was sort of a stark sh- sort of like saddening reality of where he couldn't throw a deep ball anymore. And every, every ball was wobbly. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady is starting to happen, actually. Um, obviously, these are the greats. Kirk Cousins isn't in their class, but everybody starts to fall off. And so eventually that's going to have to happen. Um, I do think so there's some merit. I, I like your approach. I do think there's some merit, and I don't want to spend like a ton of time doing this. The same old dance that every Viking show is going to do every offseason, but like... I think there is some merit to you look at the four teams that just played in the NFC championship game. And it was a seventh round pick who they pay like a hundred grand a year. It was a third round or a second round pick in Jalen Holtz. So Bach Pouty and Jalen Holtz, it was the number one pick, but still on a rookie contract in Joe Burrow. And then it was Pat Mahomes, who some people consider the greatest quarterback in terms of talent to ever play the game. Like, so we're talking about either like historically great or cheap so you can build a team around. And I do think that there's, there's something to that where like, yes, San Francisco was paying for Jimmy G, but Jimmy G took a massive pay cut to stay in San Francisco to be a backup because he didn't see a market for himself elsewhere. So like, I, I do, I don't know. I think the Vikings front office, and I meant to say this at the lead of the show and I forgot to, but like, I think they have to make a decision 
on if you think you can win a Super Bowl in 23, extend Coke, move all the money to next season, or to 2025 season, go all in, trade these draft picks for Jalen Ramsey, and, uh, you know, trade that. Like, you have to hit on a lot of draft picks. You have to be creative with your with your salary cap and really go all in. But if you're not going to do that, don't just settle for, like, a 10-win season and a wild card loss. Like, if this is if this is going to be a rebuilding year, I'm not saying cut everybody and go 1-16, and 16. I'm, but, like, let, don't Those extend don't really Coke. Don't, don't extend Coke if you're not going all in. Just let him play out his contract and then let let Coke go into the great beyond and enjoy the, the yells that he gave us and, and move in a different direction so you can kind of reopen a window, I guess, is, is what yeah. I would get at. Yeah, I think I think you're on to something. I think it this whole scenario could go so many different ways. Um, and we could spend, you know, an entire off season's worth of shows talking about it because the idea of, you know, you either extend Kirk or you don't and you sort of rebuild. Well, that really only works if you get the right quarterback after him. Right. And so the Vikings need to, and it's obviously a lot easier said than done, but they either need to draft that quarterback or they need to trade for that quarterback. Um, you're not going to get a young quarterback in free agency. That's going to be, unless you want Daniel Jones, but I don't think anybody wants Daniel Jones, regardless of what he did to the right. Vikings in the wild card round. So, and you're going to pay him for um, cousins money anyway. Like he's going to make exactly. like $30 million. Like it's not like you're getting exactly. a nice deal. Yeah. And you know, given where cousin's salary is at today, he's not overpaid. Like he probably was a few years ago. The quarterback market has caught up to him and exceeded him. And he's now paid about the 10th most money for quarterbacks. And he's about the 10th or 12th best quarterback. So he's paid about what he should be paid. But all that being said, can you build a roster good enough around him to go win a Super Bowl? Um, And what I mean, you know, back to the comment about, um, you know, whether or not a rebuild will work if you get the right quarterback the uh, the conundrum there is if Minnesota decides, all right, we're done with Kirk after this year. You know, we're going to let him play out his final year. But if they then draft a quarterback who just face plants, then you're you're really SOL, and you're sort of in this one in sixteen sort of purgatory yeah. um, with a bad defense and a young quarterback who doesn't know what he's doing. So. I, you know, I think coming, I'll just say a couple words on what the extension of Kirk Cousins actually, you know, what an extension of Kirk Cousins might actually be good for is um, one thing, the Vikings would have to give up a lot to move up in the draft, you know, whether it's future draft capital or this year's draft capital or players, you know, if they can offload some of these old expensive contracts, they'd love to, but that probably wouldn't happen. So you're probably giving up a lot to move up. Because the 24th pick or you know 23rd pick doesn't probably contain your quarterback of the future, most likely. You know, you could, you could get lucky, but chances are it probably does not. So you're probably giving up a lot, which means then you're probably mortgaging some of the future that you're trying to build for this young quarterback. So there's that piece. The other, the other alternative, if you're trying to be continually competitive, which Quasi has said, he wants this to be a competitive rebuild. Um, there's not, there's not just two realities in the NFL. There's not just Super Bowl and, you know, Jacksonville for the last three years, excluding (laughs) this year. It's not, it's not either, you know, 
we're winning 14 games or we're losing 14 games. There is a middle ground, and it's okay to be in the middle ground. Frankly, the Giants and the Vikings both could have considered themselves to be in rebuild year one this year. They both made the playoffs. They both beat each other once. They both had 10-win seasons. You know, there's there's a lot of value in that. You kind of rekindle a fan base. You get the team believing in each other. You're starting to lay a foundation. And even if even if 2023 is not Super Bowl year, you can still continue to lay that foundation and stay competitive. And so if you extend Cousins by another year or even two, you are – continuing to keep yourself relevant to encourage free agents to come here. Um, The other thing too, is if you're going to continue to be competitive, you're not going to get a high draft pick most likely. And so drafting the quarterback of the future is a lot easier said than done. And so I think Kwesi and Kevin, they, they want to keep this team competitive. Um, So I think there's a lot of merit in that sense of, Let's let's extend him at least another year and let's see if we can rebuild this defense, get him to a level that's better and see if we can, you know, draft the young defensive players rather than a young quarterback. Um, So there's there's so many layers to this. We've only scratched the surface. But (laughs) is there anything is there anything else that you want to touch on with this whole quarterback discussion? I want to say this and then I want to quickly move into wide receiver i think we can do three and two very quickly and then spend the rest of the show on fixing the defense kind of and i I will say this the what people don't talk about is like yes the chiefs were a playoff team whenever they went you know like they went to the playoffs they traded up they took mahomes and then mahomes started you know two years after that the chiefs were not a playoff team because they had i mean like they had a very like they had a good offense but their defense was also very good with Alex Smith. And so they were kind of like, I would consider a defensive led team that drafted what turned into a superstar quarterback. And then, you know, quickly became a very offensive team overnight almost. And it wasn't overnight, but you know what I mean? The Vikings, I, I like what you brought up. They're not. And now a young quarterback would be in no better situation than Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson and whatever wide receiver two we, we land on uh, here in a moment. I think that's a great situation to be in with Kevin O'Connell as the head coach. The issue is your defense is probably going to let up 30 points a game and 500 yards a game, especially if we trade it up to get you. And now we don't have any picks to go get a linebacker yeah. or get a counter. So those, I see both sides of the argument, but let's move into wide receiver two. Um, I really like, you're going to hear this a lot. If you watch mock drafts and if you follow draft content, you're going to hear a lot like, I don't love this wide receiver class. There's just there's nobody that's going to be an all pro in this wide. I disagree. I think that there are like three guys in this wide receiver class that are going to be very very good NFL football players. There always are good wide receivers in the draft, and I think the Vikings are slotted perfectly at 23, 24, whatever, um, to trade back and then use a second round pick on a wide receiver if they really want to attack that position heavily. Um, and I also think it's worth note that that says wide receiver two, not like a second option. Cause I, I do still think TJ Hawkinson is going to be For the sure. second option next season because he is really, really talented. And I still maintain Kevin O'Connell. You should have had TJ Hawkinson pass the sticks on that last play of the season. I'll never forgive you for that. But uh, well, what do you think of finding a wide receiver to, uh, this is the, uh, the real question. How high of a priority do you put wide receiver two at this off season? It's not that high of a priority. Um, <clears throat> I think it's important. 
I wrote an article about it last week. I think it's an important thing that we need to do for a couple of reasons. One being, I think Justin Jefferson is way too, the Vikings are way too reliant on Justin Jefferson. Um, in the games in which he doesn't crack a hundred yards, you know, they struggle. I think there was some stat where, you know, they went like one in four or something on games in which he received under 50 yards or something. Just like if he doesn't have a good game, they're not going to win. Um, so that's one thing. The other reason is we need to have, um, we, well, obviously we need to give cousins more weapons, but we also need to prove to Justin Jefferson that they're serious about making this offense electric and competitive. And cause the last thing that I want to see happen is Jefferson, which we're going to talk about. They're going to pay him if they want to keep him. And he's not going to want to stick around a franchise that isn't serious about actually competing. Right. And that's, that's another anecdote why I think extending Kirk will actually be helpful for keeping Justin Jefferson because he knows Kirk can deliver the ball to him. He doesn't know if a rookie can deliver the ball to him. And so that'd be another reason for like, if you want to pay Justin and keep Justin, you got to get some help on the outside. So I think there's a lot of reasons for why this is important. It's not the only thing. Justin Jefferson is smart enough to know that de- defense matters. And, you know, you, you can't you can't rely on putting up 35 a game. Um, so I think it's important. I think defense probably needs to be priority one, which is why it's number one on our list. Right. Um, but whether it's through the draft or a, another piece I wrote about, like I said, getting a wide receiver to through trade or free agency, just a couple of names I'll throw out there um, that are probably the most realistic would be Alan Lazard from Green Bay. He's a free agent. <clears throat> um, Darius Slayton is a free agent. And then Jerry Judy, he's got a year left on his contract, plus a potential fifth-year option. There's a trade out there with Denver that could happen that I think would be very interesting. Denver needs to recoup some, gra- some draft capital that they lost in the Russell Wilson trade. So those three names I think could be really interesting for the Vikings to pursue um, you know, outside of the draft. Yeah, I, I think I, I, in the interest of time, because we're running a little bit short for, for today's episode, um, I will talk about like wide receivers in the draft at a later at a later date and time. But I, I do think that the Alan Lazard and Jerry Judy excite me a lot as Jefferson's Robin to his Batman. Um, yeah. And I, I do think that that should be. I think it's the second highest priority in terms of additions to this team. I don't mm-hmm. think we need to spend too much time on number two. I think we're in agreement. Pay Justin Jefferson whatever he wants. He he's owned it. He has all. He's put himself in. You know, his he's put his name on lists with Randy Moss and Chris Cowdo and all the Vikings greats. He's one of the greatest Vikings wide receivers of all time. I want him in purple until he decides he hates football. Don't let that man leave. Pay pay him. Give him everything. Everything you have. <laughs> like that. That's my take on it. Do you do you disagree? I don't disagree. I think you know, obviously there's a cap issue with every high paid player. You also get into those discussions of like, well, then can we pay Kirk Cousins and all that, you know, it becomes this whole math math equation. But Justin Jefferson's a generational talent. You can't just let him walk out the door with how important wide receivers and weapons are in the NFL today. He's way too important to this team. 
and to the success of this team to just let him leave. Yeah. Um, so I'm all for extending him, signing him to a big contract, make him the highest paid wide receiver. Obviously then, you know, it constrains your ability to spend more, but it, you have to do it. You have to do it or you're going to be rewinding again. You're going to go back to, you know, throwing to Troy Williamson. So we don't want that. Throwing to, to throwing to Jarius Wright and like and a young <laughs> Stefan Diggs. It's like, um, they're fine, but they're not going to, yeah, you know. They're not. They're not doing anything special like Jefferson did this season. And I think that this was, I don't even think this was a ceiling. So you have to pay him. And then number one on the list, which is so broad. And we'll talk about it more as, as the off season go, we have to fix the defense. And I want to point out, I know Seattle's defense statistically was not very good this season, but if you look at Seattle's draft class from last season, they hit on like three or four defensive draft picks. The Vikings need a draft like that this year. Um, these will be my final thoughts, and then I'll pass it to you to kind of get yells in, and, and then we'll we'll get out of here. But the Vikings need to, like, they need to hit on three defensive draft picks, and not all of them can be in the first round. Not all of them can be like, oh, we took Will Anderson out of Alabama. He's going to be good, I bet. You know, no. You, you have to be smart. You have to take, you know, calculated risks. Get three quality defensive starters this season and then hope that you you know the guys andrew booth uh lewis seen uh the linebacker brian osamoa those guys are gonna have to step up because i think that a youth infusion is coming and hopefully brian flores is coming with it because as of recording this no news on the defensive coordinator front so uh that's all you have for me follow uh, shop unified follow will on twitter at will bad Blues. check out the bad loser blog and vikings territory follow the show on twitter at otb vikings well you have a minute and a half <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll close this down really briefly um like jordan said we want brian flores that'd be the ideal i don't think anybody would be overly excited about mike Betton, um just considering how he was a part of the defensive staff last year that was 31st in the league and really bad So in terms of fixing the defense, the thing that I want to focus on is simply speed. I think speed needs to be addressed. Brian Asamoah has got wheels. He needs to see the field more. Um, Caleb Evans, he's quick. Lewis Seen is a motor out there. He's got to stay healthy. Like you said, though, they need to add pieces and they need to be fast. Um, It sounds simple, but if you looked at the Vikings defense this year, they looked slow and they looked old. And so, like you said, youth infusion with speed has got to happen. This league is way too much about weapons, getting them out in space, and you need to have guys that can make tackles in space, one-on-one, with a running back in the flat, with a tight end in the flat. You need to be able to make those tackles. So that's what I'm going for. I want speed and lots of it. That's all we got from Load the Box today. We will have lots more on these five topics in the weeks to come. But for all, for all of us here at Load the Box tonight, Skull, y'all.